Welcome to The Advisory, the first and last advice show on the internet where we answer questions to learn a little bit more about what it means to be human. All advice is final and legally binding. James, can I please see the disclaimer? Oh, you can see the disclaimer and you will hear it as well, unfortunately, because I did forget to take it out. So, hey, we're just going to hit the button and see what happens. The following show features goofs performed either by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. Accordingly, Black Swan Society and the idiots in front of you must insist that no one attempt to actually follow any advice spewed into the world on this show. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank um, you um, for that legal disclaimer. A real person that's definitely not a robot that we've definitely, employed. Definitely. And speaking yeah. of, um, you know, AI, I figure that AI lady who we definitely have to come up with a very cool name for at some point okay um let's not let's let's not make a snap decision i think we should i think we should do it correctly and we should do it properly digital data just like pretty good oh okay. i was gonna say i was gonna say kilobyte karen but i think yours might be oh, better oh kilobyte yeah. karen's very good uh, yeah. as well actually uh, digital yeah that's quite good well i figure ai um, is sort of replacing everyone's jobs and yeah. you know she's she's already replacing the disclaimer section right and yeah Eventually i figured soon i assume they could just um, replace us too oh good goodness gracious me yeah um <laughs> what's going on with uh what do you look your kind of eyes are looking at two different places there bud Ah, uh, yeah you're one to talk mate i think if you take a look at that picture your eyes are looking in two different directions as well and also, like my headphones appear to be plugged into my into the base of my skull, which is sort of fun. They captured the swoop of my hair, though, so that's something. So AI, uh, it makes me look in two different directions. It makes you look in yeah. two different directions. Just makes um, us all look all over the place, mate. All over yeah. the show. I don't know why, because I I was like, well, I'm going to get AI to sort of create wonderful painting versions of us, um, uh-huh. and unfortunately, it created ourselves as it sees us but in a more terrifying uncanny valley sort of fashion a, sort of a haunting um perhaps how other people see us might be the unfortunate truth behind that oh i didn't think of that because i think what like because it's sort of it because because that ai like you know it it accentuates the the key features right so it's like you know, the orange in my beard gets more orange. The swoop becomes the defining, you know, we both look like we can't look where we go. Like, it just sort of accentuates all of the things that you might be potentially a little bit insecure about or that are your defining features. And I assume that's how people think about you when they don't know you personally. Definitely. I don't want to get like, blue, but do you think that AI enhances or shrinks up the hog if it had to sort of... If it digitally had to do some recreate hog, it some hog work i mean yeah. mine couldn't get any smaller so i seem bigger maybe it would just misinterpret it as something else and create sort yeah. of like like that uh tiktok filter <laughs> that people are using that to turn them into like an anime character at the moment maybe exactly. it'll, it'll yeah, just yeah. turn your sort of like your whole region into sort of a little like chipmunk or a nice little cat yeah. or something yeah <laughs> it'll think it's like a different image entirely yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be like a charcuterie platter or something like you know oh a delicious yeah, ensemble uh, of meats. Okay, very nice. Yeah, I actually a charcut board. This is not to segue too hard. I I feel like a good charcut board. If if you're making it yourself, very worthy investment. 
I think sometimes when you're at like a restaurant or a bar or something and it's a bit bougie and you get yourself a shark coat board and you're forking out like $50 and all they've done is like arrange salami and pickles on a board. They've opened some shit basically and they yeah, slapped they it down on a bit of wood. In, yeah, they've opened and sometimes that's what you want, don't get me wrong, but if I'm if I'm going if I'm going to a a bar or something like that and we do we've done this, right? We've we go out together sometimes. I'm not getting a charcut. I'm getting like something I would like. I'm getting like a wings or a fries or a burger. Like you know, I'm getting yeah. something that that it's like it takes a bit of effort. And every fucking time I go out with this select group of coworkers, and I won't name names, but you know who the fuck you are. You know who you Someone are, Daniel. You know who you are, Barry. You know who you are, Brenda. Oh, but we covered off names. a list of people. Yeah, not <laughs> I won't name names, but like. Someone's always like, oh, we got to get that charcuterie board. And it's always like a bad investment. Like, I just don't understand it. And they insist on doing it every time. At, and, some, point, like, it's, it's, at some point, it's your fault. I'm sorry, but you need well, to turn around no, at some point his, and so, I lay the gauntlet no, down on the table mm. and say, guys, we've charcuterie too often and we've charcuterie too close to the sun and you know how dog shit it gets. It's never well, I worth it. I tried to intervene. No, so what, what happened? I tried to intervene and be like, perhaps we should... Um, I can't do a, there's a pun there about like charcut, shan. anyway, but I was like, we shall charcut no more. I think we should get something different. Maybe like get some, some fries or some wings or something. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> um, to pair with this, uh, wine. And I was like, yeah, like wine, or we could switch to beer. And they were like, oh, we're staying on wine. And so it was like immediately shut down. And so I, I feel like I need a new strategy next time. The new strategy is you bring up, you bring a packet of wax sealed baby bell cheeses and the next yeah. time some cunt says i need something to go with my wine you whip one right at their noggin and one of those like um and you say we shall those... we shall can't we shall can't anymore that's that's yeah. what the joke yeah i can get yeah, yeah. to it shall can't was what i was after i was also thinking you could get those like you know how you go to the grocery store um and rather than the, de- the deli itself you go to the deli aisle and you can get like the four pack of like you know, ham or something like that. That's like the lowest quality meat they sell. Yeah. Just slap one of those on the table. Be yeah. like, you're fucking welcome. I'm Not a it. Don because it's Don. It's good. It's good. So yeah. we don't, we don't want to do that. Cause that might confuse them and they, they're going to keep on. They, they might think it's a, it's a fun treat for drinks with friends. Yeah. With a How fun little, about... with a fun little game element that you've um, incorporated by again, <laughs> whipping baby bells at them. So, it, it's and you know what I, I think a lot of times pubs don't have enough things being thrown at people in australia so they really don't that's something we could, yeah they've taken all the fun out of it yeah all the glass cups got on... taken away thanks a lot oh bars there's, there's, there's no way to hurt people anymore let's get some little small hard packets of oh i guess you're th- th- people thanks a lot um liquor and licensing industry of australia i guess i'll just go back to my fists boring i guess I'll, i guess i'll have to king hit them with my elbow instead of a glass <laughs> uh wow that's, James, fuck, that's fucked up dude that's fucked up yes uh, i'm not a good person uh how do you feel about this is the last thing i'll ask on this before we move on because mm-hmm. i have a a fun little spicy that i it's something you're just not going to believe uh or maybe you will because it's the end of the world and nothing makes sense anymore um what's your take on like so I go to a local brewery all the time that's near me. Um, they're very chill. They're very family friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as much as a brewery can be. But like, they're very lax. So if the yeah. kitchen's I've always found that on... that sort of aspect of breweries going for family friendliness quite odd. But yeah. Same. Yeah. But like, 
I go there often. I'll sit there and write and have a few beers. Like, you know, they, I'm a re- I'm not just a regular. Like, they know me. I've got, you know, I text with a lot of people that work there. Like, I'm friends with the people that, that own it and run it. Like, I have a good relationship with them. Yeah. And, like, if the kitchen's closed, so, like, they're open, like, Wednesday through Sunday. And sometimes the kitchen will be closed, like, Wednesday or Thursday night for whatever reason. Just, like, the staff, they can't get the staff or whatever. And on those nights, um, if you're there, they'll be like, hey, we're going to get a pizza. Do you, want, do you want something to eat? Because I'm a regular. So I might get, like, a few slices of are. Now, I think this is interesting for a number of, an array of okay. reasons. Um, it's mm-hmm. not food they're ordering in to share with other customers. It's just that they know me. So they're like, do you want a few slices as I, if we're ordering some pizza? Because the staff need to eat, right? Mm. I have, Which is yeah, I sort of, I have odd. like a different theory, but yet continue. Uh, okay. Mm. Uh, well, okay. Interesting. Keen to hear that. But what I think is really interesting is they're not super, like if the kitchen's closed, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, you can't you can't bust open a bag of crisps or whatever, like a bag of chips. They're not going to police that. They're just going to be cool with that. Right. Okay. I feel like a lot of places, a lot of places, it's like outside food is you've 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 brought a bomb into the restaurant. Yeah, very much. Like, so. They give you that look of like, so you can't detonate that in here. Excuse um, me. Excuse me, sir. But I know fully well that we don't serve sour cream flavored grain waves in this establishment so i'm gonna need you to take that family sized packet that you've definitely brought from home and i'm gonna need you to get out out of here yeah i'm gonna need you to leave um how do you feel yeah what's so first of all what's your what's your alternate opinion um and then second how do you feel about like the outside food scenario on the the nights when the kitchen is closed well my my theory in your situation is that they don't actually like you and hear me out right you're you're a lovable guy and i love you okay and that's Uh, all that matters okay hang on okay before you say anything else a it's not unreasonable that someone might not like me most people i meet don't like me so like let's get that straight right i'm not particularly lovable very abrasive i'm quite morose and hard to approach and and i've been people (laughs) we just we moved into a new office at work and so i'm finally seeing people for the first time in like a month in person um and we have a, this new guy, and they're like, oh, this is DMAC, blah, 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 blah. And, someone, and, and he walked away, and someone turns to me, and they go, you know, that was a very complimentary introduction. I would have described you as distant and cold. And I was like, accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, accurate. Um, also, so yeah, thank I, you. Thank you for feeling the need to immediately follow up that kind of introduction. To, like, with editorialize. That. You, you fucking yeah, can't. Um, um, well, my theory is that... Um, they're like, hey, hey, D-Mac, want a couple slices of Zah? And you're like, <laughs> D-Mac always fanging for Zah. That's what you say back, because that's how you talk. Um, uh-huh. And then they sort of just um, see, you know, Tom got pizza for lunch three days ago, but they haven't taken the bins out yet. And the, mm. the sort of the Domino's box is sitting on top of all the trash, and they just sort of open the lid, see the three slices of Zah in there reheat them and get right and give them to you um that's a good theory yeah yeah um especially because it's strange because they don't serve pizza at the establishment they so don't be... they don't yeah <laughs> hey i was joking no, this is but that's a concern <laughs> no so well the, the detail that you don't have to connect the dots here is a delivery driver will rock up with boxes of pizza oh well dude then get the fuck out of here then I'm sorry, but you guys are allowed to bring in outside food, but I'm not allowed to bring in That's outside what I'm food. Saying. Nah, fuck you. If 
if you're if if you're bringing outside food to your establishment, that is a get out of jail free card for anyone else bringing in outside goods to your establishment. Absolutely, and and, and, and you have be, a position to to, to argue that from because you can just say to them, look, I didn't think that it would be okay, and normally I wouldn't, but I did no, I see you, you guys do it, so you're actually setting the precedent there for me, and you're establishing that that's. An okay that's rule an okay here. thing to do so i'm gonna go back to my I mean. brain waves and if you interrupt me again well i can't glass you because glass they you are yeah it, they are plastic cups now so i'm no, no, gonna those, those i'm gonna gl- biff they're, you. They're, they're glass it's glass there oh they're keeping it uh dangerous in there okay it was in the suburbs so that they're not they're not sort of uh restricted by the same like inner city rules that makes sense so that yeah. makes sense um so if you ever want to fight me you know where to find me that's all I would say. Okay. Why would I want to? Yeah. Sorry. Do I sort of have like a reason to, or? Oh no, that was for the audience. What's that my wasn't for you specifically? Oh, that not wasn't for me. For you. Okay. That was just a general invitation. Oh, um, okay. Perfect. Normally, um, yeah. And if anyone wants David's personal address, uh, just DM me. You see the thing down there, and I'll get it to you, and we can arrange this fight, or you can sort of spring the fight on him as he's walking to his car in the morning. <laughs> To drive yeah. to work. Yeah, so that'll be that'd fun. That'd be good. Um, I like a surprise fight as much as the next man. Uh, uh, I, in terms of sneaking food into places, um, an old I mean, friend of mine used to yeah. uh, exclusively sneak in McDonald's to the cinema anytime we went mm. to the movies. I was going to say, cinema, you need to be... I sneak in... So when I go to the theater, right, I get... I'll, if I can sneak in food, like if I have apparatus with me, I will do so. Um, I'll sneak in. I always take a hip flask. Like, I ain't watching a film sober. Like, I'm not a okay, fucking animal. Yeah. All right? I'm drinking you dr- you drive to the cinema, though, so that's concerning. Yep. <laughs> I don't drive anymore. I get someone else to drive. Right. Um, wow. One of my friends, is, one of my friends doesn't drink, so I'm like, <laughs> like you're always driving. Perfect. Um, and then I have been known before, if I've got, like, a backpack or, like, a laptop bag or something. So, like, when we used to go to press screeners, um there would be two halves of the, the cinema. You'd have the dark half and the light half. So the light half was for the review. I mean, literally, like, one half of the cinema, they'd have some of the, um, at least two or three of the lights on so you could take notes and stuff. Oh, okay. Because everyone, everyone was using their phones to take notes, but whatever. Yeah. And then you have, like, the dark half, which is, like, where people have won, like, radio contests and stuff would sit. Um, and we weren't important enough to get on the reviewer side, even though we got the early screening. Yeah. So they would sit us always the, enforcing some kind peasants. of hierarchy, aren't they? Constantly, and we would get the seats. It was we would get like the seats left over from the radio competition winners that didn't like cash them in, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So it'd be like, um, sorry, we did try to fill these last two seats this morning, but um, in the cash prize sort of giveaway, the person did actually get the last two answers wrong. So we do have two free for you if you'd like to go. They are dark half seats. Because you're not good enough. I just want to reiterate. you're not good enough. You're fucking, you're not getting on the light half, all right? And I won't tell you again. Stop asking me. The worst, the worst part about it is you rock up and you have, like, whatever the press packet thing was. They would give you, like, a little bag and you have, like, some freebies and stuff. And you get whatever the free-themed cocktail was or whatever. And so you'd have that. And you'd sort of, all of the normal people would be looking at you. And you'd sort of, in a bout of shame, walk through the entire cinema up to the very back seats and fill in the last two empty ones. Yeah. You've got your little, and you're there seeing of, the Batman, you've got Joker's magical piss cocktail. Yeah. yeah. And you're sort of, <laughs> yeah, finding your way through we the saw, dark. Um, we saw uh, 
Batman v Superman. And, <laughs> and they sat us in the worst possible siege, which was like, it was a split cinema where you sort of had like um, an upper balcony and then the, the main stage. And we were like the furthest back on the, the bottom bit. So right. you didn't have the so that you didn't have the benefit of the parallax of being closer where you could kind of look at it directly and you weren't elevated enough to look at it straight on. So the entire cinema experience for us was <laughs> Oh fuck see? off. Who designed this fucking cinema? It was it was it was sadistic as hell. Um but one of the things that you used to do in that is like you get your free cocktail or whatever. Um, and because it was mostly press and like you, you know, no one really bothered you because you had the press badge on or whatever or the, mm. the lanyard. Um, we just I just used to take in like a little bag, a little baggie. And within that, I have a little esky or a few brewskis, a few beers. <laughs> it was just the it was the chillest experience. Right. Just pop a few pop a few brews with the boys. Pretty different experience for um, uh, my old mate. He would. Uh, so he'd go to Macca's, he'd, he'd skull the drink beforehand, and then he would take the burger and hide it down inside the empty cup and then put the fries what? on top, then put the lid back on. Oh, the cup is coming in. Yeah, yeah. So he's taking the cup in and he's just like, oh, you know, I've just got my drink or whatever. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine, whatever. And then, but he's, oh. got, he's got his whole fucking meal in there. He's ready to go. So the burger's sort of the plug at the bottom to, to sort of insulate the fries from any remaining moisture because the yeah. burger's wrapped up. Yeah. See, you couldn't do that now because ho- most of the burgers come in little boxes, don't they? Little, you'd little have to, you'd recyclable have to, boxes. You'd have to de-box raw dog it right down there in the in the guck and muck of your oh, cup. It's gonna get squ- the bun's going to get squishy, isn't it? That being said, the uh, one other time that I vividly remember that someone brought outside food to the cinema was my girlfriend and I, this is forever ago, 27 dresses. Sam wanted to see 27 dresses in the cinema. So mm-hmm. we go see it. There is no one in this fucking cinema. No one. There's like Sam and I, there's uh, two women, you know, forever away. And then there's this one woman on her own who comes in and just decides to sit one seat over from me. Oh. It is a it is a huge cinema too. It's a big it's cinema. Empty. I bet it's empty as well. Like empty theater. Completely yeah. empty. In in this, there's five that's, people total in the cinema, including us. James, that's the that's the equivalent of like if you're if you're in the like a five urinal scenario. Yeah, and or someone if you're in a, if you're in a shoulder to shoulder, urinal, is, yeah, shoulder to shoulder for no reason. Yeah, and uncomfortable. She, she uh, I think I've told this before on you know various podcasts, but she was eating what I, what I could only describe is a tub of hot meat, um, and she was, and I'm not even fucking kidding. She was scooping it with her hand and eating this like hot meat paste, this ground up hot meat, and was eating it. And you could smell it, and it just sort of, it just smelled like hot meat. Like, yeah. She's gone to like a kebab place and been like, just give me a bucket of your kebab meat. Shave it right into me bucket. That's just <laughs> right, she, yeah. right into my bucket. And she was, she, I just remember her viv- like vividly, she would die laughing at bits that weren't funny and then the bits that were funny that everyone else was laughing at she was always laughing a lot longer than way past when everyone had stopped so everyone would do a chuckle haha that's funny and she is still fucking giving it to it reeling i cannot deal while with shoveling the meat mixture into yeah, her gob so say, it's very it's, it's some of it flex of meat yeah some of it out. is muffled by the meat the meat i now that you're saying it out loud though i think a bucket of meat 
I'm not against it. Like if like as a principle, I think that's like that's like not a I'm not against it. Do you know what I mean? It's just like a as a as a vehicle, like if if you were like, oh, there's this really good Mediterranean braised beef, and it comes right. and they slice it into little sheets. Yes, just pop one. Of, but the exactly. idea of like mince it, is very upsetting. The problem is, is that you've you've thought about it in in oh, how can I make that delicious way? It's almost like right. she said, "How do I take awful and make it worse, and then eat how it do in public? I make it even even more foul." Yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about foul things. Uh, I so you messaged me earlier today. Um, I'm just gonna read a brief bit of. I gotta want to find out what I do this without messing up my setup. I just want to read a brief bit of this exchange. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and ju- we're gonna get a little bit of, a little bit blue. Um, okay, a little bit blue. All right. Um, so you were saying that you know you go to TikTok, um, you put in podcast clips, and it's all just like fuck podcasts where it's yeah, it's like it's people talking about sex and 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 calm and all this stuff and it's usually one of if you have tiktok do it now go to tiktok type in podcast or podcast clips into the search and all of the top results go to top it'll default to top and then all just just flick through and the videos start to autoplay and just listen to a couple seconds of each of them and it's all yeah. like I literally scroll, scroll through, and one guy's like, oh, "I prefer it much better when I have a finger in my ass." And then the next one, it's someone else talking about fucky fuck cum stuff. And the next one, it's just a sea of jizz. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so, so I was like, so uh, I remember, I remember looking into this when it was very early days. This was like 2018 when this became an acceptable thing to talk about on podcasting. So I did, and I it was I messaged. I thought it was Den of Geek. I don't think it was. I can't find this article, but I did an op-ed at the time about a particular Australian podcast that was like a sex-positive podcast, but it was really mm-hmm. just this like guys for like self-help spirituality shit. A lot of them, right? Because I, I feel like there there are two flavors of like podcasts that are in this realm. It's either, well, sorry, I should say three. It's either young attractive women who get views because they're young and attractive talking about sex it's okay. incredibly sexist dudes being incredibly sexist um or it's someone who clearly is trying to get you into the sales funnel of their like self-help business right um yeah and those, <laughs> once they get you under to... their shop site they're like now you're really going to want to buy the 120 capsule pack of the uh, ashwagandha root and that's really going to help you maintain a very strong erection for several yeah. hours so yeah so when they I, I sell wanna, you the, the wanna... lights the light baths that they like to do who's that cook that went real crazy pete evans oh, he's all God. into like light baths yeah and, yeah 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 he's into lights cure cove can't say cove because you'll get a little thing on your podcast but he does he's into that it's that yeah the spicy cough uh oh. so let me let me let me what I want to try. I'm going to I'm going to read you a bit of an article from uh, a really talented writer that a really talented writer that I quite enjoy. Um, Is and it I'm going to make. No, it normally would be. Um, it's it's Coco Khan, a uh, really, really talented writer. I'm going to read you a section and I want you to try and guess the uh, other things about these podcasters that you might intuit from the content of what they're talking about. Okay. Um, just about their worldview, um, things they might be interested in. Who they vote they for. Not, who they vote for, things they do or may not do. Um, okay. So uh, this is from uh, Coco Khan's article. The couple, I can't read the title because it'll give it away. But um, so I'll just read you the segment. Um, mm-hmm. 
Haynes and Talbot, who so Haynes is the uh, wife, Talbot's the man, uh, the the husband in the relationship. Um, Haynes and Talbot didn't mean to record themselves having sex. It just sort of happened. Quote, we intended to have sex off the podcast and then come and talk about it, says Talbot. But that first recording in April 2021, dreamed up just a few months earlier, developed its own momentum, says Hayes, as the talk about sex turned easily to foreplay and then the act itself. Their approach to the podcast sex segments is to talk through what they're doing and how it feels in unflinching detail. The choice of words ranges from the ethereal, quote, I see your light shining, one of them might say as they revel in each other's energy and aura, to terms ordinarily censored. Lacey is tugging on my blank, aura. Talbot might say, or from, or from Haynes, he's licking my side blank. Uh, it is not a podcast we listen to in public. Um, listeners hear them pant moan and direct each other to orgasm. Um, in many ways, we're living in the age of the overshare, where giving too much information turns ordinary people into viral stars. Indeed, a quick look at the podcast charts makes clear that subjects that were once highly personal, psychotherapy, pregnancy, and sex, are driving serious engagement. But even by today's standards, uh, Lacey and Flynn have sex shocks. Um, I want to pull out this other article that I, I, I thought this oh this other part this part of the article that I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I highlighted it. What did I say about it? Um, do, 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 do. I will say while you're searching for yeah. that, I'm I'm all for you know things that were once taboo you know, losing that, you know, the veil's being pulled back and we're not all being fucking prudes about shit. You know what I mean? I'm all for that, you know, so we can talk about... Because in that sense, uh, you know, mental health and things like that, you know, people don't feel so alienated and they feel like they can talk about those things. So, you know, it is important that that stuff is losing its taboo or whatever. But 100%. at the same time... It is just funny that, I don't know, again, I don't know if it's, uh, maybe podcasts are getting real horny now. Maybe we're in the wrong, mm. we're in the wrong sort of mm. uh, category, because this notoriously is a very unhorny podcast. Um, it's very unhorny. We, we should get into the horny, the horny niche. I didn't, I didn't think that people would be out here, just their podcast episode is an audio porno, essentially. It's just. It's so hard to explain. uh, uh... I don't want to name the podcast. Oh, I don't guys, whoopsie doopsie. We accidentally hit record, took it off the SD card, put it on not, the computer, listened back to that. it, edited it's it, so to, posted it. It's so, hard to, <laughs> it's, like, it's so hard to explain the experience of listening to this show because what it is is like... Oh, you get down and dirty on it. Oh, David getting randy on podcasts in 2023. Yeah, well, cause, okay. Because when you reminded me of this, I was like, I wonder if they're still going. They are still going. Um, and it's the most bizarre experience because they'll be talking about stuff in a faux intellectual way, like a kind of faux self-healthy kind of intellectual way, but they'll throw in words like aura and energy and shit like that. Right. And to then position themselves w- as like a, a thought leader in the space. Like people listen to it and they exactly. go, oh, these people know what they're talking about. I'll right. buy their ashwagandha route. And then because they're husband and wife, one of them will say something kind of flirty or funny and the other one will like flirt back. And then it's this bizarre experience of like, you can, it's like, it's like, um, it's like an inception where they're lying on the train oh. tracks and they feel the train tracks start to yeah. vibrate and you know that, you know, where, and you can, and you start to feel it happen and you're like, guys, please don't, just please, wait, wait, wait. guys, please then, focus, focus, guys, focus please, on the show. get back to, get back to my aura, my energies, they get, ah, oh, here we go, 20 minute interlude, like, these two are going to fuck out real quick, I'm just going to skip ahead. 
And then it's like, yeah, there's like a, you know, like five minutes later, you, you have to like skip through 12 minutes of them having sex and describing it. Um, While they're the doing most. it? Yeah. Well, or this is, these, so or is like this like a director's rated. commentary? It, in real time. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so they're so they're, so they're, so they're having sex. I couldn't listen to this, dude. I'd be cringing out oh, of my skin. The, the craziest part about it is like, there's also like you also get all the other stuff of like you can hear them like if you're shuffling around uncomfortably or you can hear like when it's not going well. And it's this bizarre like it's so invasive. Um, and it like wow. it shouldn't exist. Like it, it's so theater of the mind to the highest oh, degree. Just bizarre. Um, that I want to I want to tell. I didn't yeah. think that that would be a podcast. I You know, I see people chatting about like fucky fuck come stuff as a form of like entertainment and them like telling mm-hmm. stories you know about them dating and stuff like that you you know of course you get why that has mass appeal tinder is really popular and hinge and all that shit and you know people are into you know all the dating apps and stuff and fucking mm-hmm. i sounded th- <laughs> that was a thousand the, you sounded, sounded like a me thousand. for a second so i was like oh you know kids these days in their um Oof. dating you know <laughs> That's what it sounded like, but I just that mean that real, like I just mean that like move. it makes sense. It makes sense that those stories because there's more people using those apps, engaging in one night stands yeah, and stuff. Exactly, you know, telling those stories, so it makes sense. That stuff, I get. You know, I understand why that's entertaining to a group of people, but to just I, yeah, straight I, I, out be taping you fucking and giving us the director's commentary to the to the fuck mid fuck is the strangest thing in the world to me it's so weird um the the other thing that's strange is like they also have certain so if you didn't get it from aura and energy um they position themselves as thought leaders but then they just have opinions that are like dangerous to have um so if you had to like blank guess something james out of the blue um what do you think is like an opinion what do you think is something that in the last two years that they probably should have done that they haven't done just sort of in in podcasts, just in life, just a thing that everyone agrees is the right thing to do to protect your friends and family and the people around you that they just haven't done, and you have to say it without oh. saying the word that will get the thing. Easy, no, 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 easy. Um, you ever heard of like a chicken pox party, where you mm-hmm. sort of invite, you know, your kid has chicken pox, you invite, then you know your mm-hmm. your kid's friends around, everyone gets chicken pox. Mm-hmm. That's I'm assuming is what they did. They said, let's really, let's really get let's, look, this um yeah. the protection juice, it's a couple, it's a couple years away at this point, because this is like 20 beginning of 2020. They're like, let's come around. We'll get Nana around as well and grandpa let's and come around. Okay. No, no, no. I'm just gonna let you sit no, in that no, for a second. Just, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Because <clears throat> that's the whole thing. Because that's the whole thing they're doing. So. Right. So they're fucking to spread the spicy cough? Is that what they're doing? Or they're just sort of... They they very much don't believe in... You know, they think it's a hoax. It's a hoax to stop us all from fucking because they heard our podcast. The way that they frame it is fascinating. Quote, the same characteristic that makes us able to have sex on a podcast and free birth both our children is the one that has us challenging the status quo in other realms, unquote. Bro, this type of, like, 
this I, the, the, this this particular maneuver um, of the spiritual uh, you can't even call them left because they don't have like they don't have any political ideology. It's just pure ideology. This particular maneuver of um, every oh, we we have lived our lives this way for a long time. Um, history supports that this thing works. That if we do this, more people are more likely to live. Um, and you go, yeah, but we do we do sex on our podcast and we free birth our children, and it's all about challenging the status quo. That's not the yeah. status quo. That's challenging like ontological proven science. Challenging the status quo is being like, maybe I don't have to hate Mondays because Garfield hates Mondays. Maybe I can love Mondays. Like. Those aren't fucking compatible. Ide- those aren't compatible. Um, th- those aren't equivalent. It's a false. Yeah. It's a false equivalency. Like it's it, a, yeah, but I, I really I think you're mental. You're not sort of grasping the power of Wolfsbane mixed with ashwagandha root plus turmeric. Okay, you're, I get I what forgot, you're saying, sorry. and like yeah. science is cool, nerd. But us us free birth and radicals. Okay, uh, who love our yeah. turmeric and who hate preservatives and the government and the lamestream media. And I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm a cough yeah. right in my partner's face. We're going to fuck on the podcast and then I'm going to eat some ginger. Get the fuck out of my face. Okay. Yeah, it's, you know what? You make a compelling point. I don't know Thank what you. I was talking about. Yeah. Um, it's okay to be wrong it's... sometimes, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely what happened there. Yeah. Um, also, I, I love I love the idea of like, um, and this is the last thing I'll say on the topic before we move on. Um, I love the idea of, um, in the same bracket as, like we like we recorded ourselves having sex on a podcast, and we free birthed our children. Those are not the same level of risk, right? Um, at so, all. But they're just um, giving you a little tasty <laughs> taste of their vibe. You know what I mean? They're just putting their vibe out there. Yeah. Um, uh, my vibe is I run into the woods and mid run I birth my child into nature, okay? And then, you know, I pick some fruit, I make a podcast, maybe it's dirty, you know? Maybe maybe the video portion goes on my OnlyFans, but the audio portion's free, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we live off grid and you know, and That's we that. we brush our teeth with uh licorice. So I oh, know we wouldn't use licorice. We would make our own non-toxic, you know, toothpaste substitute that definitely does all the same stuff. Oh, sure, dude. See, probably. this is this is why you got to be on TikTok. There are people out here brushing their teeth with licorice. So like, it's like a licorice root or a stem or something, and they chew on it, and then they brush their teeth with the with the stick. So, I, I hate to be that guy because yeah. it sounds like, but um. Probably his toothpaste. Right. Um, I know it's a scam because, oh, you use it and then it runs out and you have to buy more. Yeah, it's a com- it's a commodity. It's like that's like saying that like bakers are only baking bread to get you to buy more bread next time. That's, and and yes, personally, that's I use job. personally I use High Smile. Use to use the uh, code Pod Buck Ten. At checkout, pod fuck, pod fuck ten. High, we I, uh, actually I, shouldn't I, say that. High Smile is actually a toothpaste company. So. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. So we're not representing. Hey, no guys, just to clarify, just to clarify, 
so we're not no, sponsored. FTG, we're not sponsored FTG by High Assistant. And, James, and I would very much. You know, you, why you just defend yourself? Our assistant did it for us at the start. You Le- just don't want people to clip it out of context. Le- no, no, legally, I get that we're covered. But it's just, I feel I have a responsibility to you, the audience, the listener. Right. That if you go to High Smile, you are really juiced on getting that purple stuff that's going to turn your teeth white. And then the, then you go over there and you type in podfuck10, and then it tells you, hey, that code doesn't work. I just don't want them to be personally disappointed because that was a goof. That was a funny. James yeah. was doing a funny one. Um, I personally do the Shrek thing um, with my teeth where I sort of... Um, What's that? I jump into a mud pit and then I, uh, I think he, he, he squeezes like a slug and then he uses the slug juice to brush his teeth, I think. Maybe it's mud. I can't remember the opening of Shrek. Um, he does that one. So that's, that's, my, that's my routine. Hey, and that's what's great about this podcast, you know? Different opinions, different mm-hmm. takeaways. So do with all of that information what you will. And if you are fully, you know, juiced up Randy for podcasts, DM David, his uh, at is on the screen and he'll send you a link to the podcast that he was talking about. At at some point, I need to I need to find a way to update my app because I'm not on any social media anymore. So I don't know what needs to go under my face. Um, Just the words, the word uh, two words, fuck off. Fuck out of here. Uh, or something, uh, send me some snail mail, you know, that kind of energy. Okay, that's yeah. derogatory and discriminatory and just a, just a bit rude. Post me a letter, that kind of stuff, is what should go under... under sort I'd of love you, to get you. a letter, if you want to send me a letter. And again, DM me, I'll send you David's address. You can find him and then send him a letter. Uh, James, our first question, and probably our second before the feature our second to last before the feature we questions. have to get better at this we, i think we're bad at podcasting we, i i think what happens is we think of something really interesting and then we kind of follow it down the rabbit hole um and i think that sometimes the advice is what we is the friends we make along the way not the questions we answer you know oh that's very good that's yeah, very so good if anyone well i on your advice show you don't answer enough advice maybe the advice is is the friends we made along the way okay how about that? Well, I'm Randy for some advice. Let's uh, let's dive into it. Yeah, this one comes from either a person or a robot on Twitter of the username zero one one two three five eight G. That's the username. Okay. Uh, so it could be a machine, could be a person on Reddit. To be uh, fair, zero zero one one five two two could have been taken. So that's true. You never know. Yeah, I like the G at the end just to be unique. Yeah, um, that was a typo actually. <laughs> They was, uh, yeah. Was, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to hit enter and I my finger. Uh, uh, James, I talk, in, I talk and shout in my sleep. I'm wondering if there's anything I can do about it. I've always you been can't, an active sleeper. You can't fucking... I just, I just took a sip <laughs> of my drink. You can't do that to me. I talk <laughs> and shout in my sleep. Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> It's the idea of like, I talk in my sleep and it's kind of disruptive, but to be like, you're like, yeah, you're just snoozing and you're like, oh, oh yeah, friend, don't do that. Francine! I like that you, just... I like that you, 
like breezed over it like it wasn't that important hey guys yeah i yeah you know a couple issues or whatever and i've been taking like melatonin lately i got it there's a fuck podcast that i listen to and they sell it on their website anyway i bought some melatonin and um sort of i i've started to sort of you know the obvious sort of you know grinding teeth a little bit so i got a little jaw thing for that and that's good or whatever but um started to notice i'm talking a little bit in my sleep i'm fucking absolutely blood curdlingly screaming in my sleep as well and sort of got a little bit of restless leg syndrome so sleep sleep's not going that great what can i do yeah it's uh look i think it's an opening question like an opening part of a question god tier perfect you've got my Um, attention yeah i couldn't look away when i found it um i've always been an active sleeper (laughs) like these i love i love the way that people's brains work where they're like obviously i've always been yeah we know this kind of been it's kind of just suddenly jumped out at you like but what's the difference on a friday is so a a passive sleeper is someone who just gets they go to bed they lay down they're out for seven or eight hours they wake back up they're on their way is an active sleeper someone who is jostling around screaming shouting talking that kind of stuff is that an active sleeper no i so i I think i think a passive sleeper is where um you go to bed and they look at your statistics and skills and um you either pass or fail and then an active sleeper is where you need to roll to check each time okay that was a joke for you tabletop players out there there. you go hey you're welcome hey stop dming me and say that we one don't do enough advice and two don't do enough tabletop game jokes, okay? Well, presumably with our because core demographic Because you've had your quota audience, filled. Yeah. Well, like, our core demographic are probably 30-year-olds that are probably still playing Dungeons & Dragons, is all I'm saying. Wow. And so, like... Not a, it's okay. not a dick. Like, that is so... Okay. Okay, I get... That stuff is fine, but to make a gross, you know, <laughs> fucking... You come in here and tarring and feathering everyone with the same fucking brush, dude? Yeah, because now we've got fucking. Oh my now God. we've got Shane, okay. who fucking is like this baller ass dude who kicks it in the mountains with a bunch of bikers and fucking like fixes up cars and stuff and probably plows out. You know, we've got him being like, what the fuck? Dungeons and Dragons, who the fuck are you talking about? And then you've got Kel <laughs> being like, dog, I'm doing like rad shit. I got a dog. I get tats and stuff. Who the- I don't play fucking DD. They got no idea yeah, who you're talking D&D about. I thought DD was cool now. I, th- I thought DD was cool. That's cool now. It's like the nerd shit's cool shit now. So have you been, like have you been, yeah, but have you been keeping up on the drama? The D&D drama? You know that they're, they're now the charging yeah, 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 people yeah, yeah. money and all that stuff. Well, they're not yet. There was a leaked draft. If, if, if we say any more than that, it's going to get even more boring than already the thing I said. Yeah. And um, also, I just like to apologize. Uh, Shane. They're trying to change their license. Shane, also, I apologize Shane so much. Need the fuck, Shane, he doesn't, Shane, Clue doesn't need the fuck podcast. No, Shane so is plowing out right now listening to this episode. And I would just like to say, Shane, I'm, I'm so sorry. I apologize. We won't tie you and feather you with that kind of brush over again. Thank you. We, I think between us, we've made There is someone mid-kickflip. <laughs> mid-kickflip right now when they heard that in their fucking AirPods. Mid-kickflip. And they stacked it. They went, and they crashed out. They went, what the fuck, dude? James, Who's he talking about? Yeah, he's talking about me. <laughs> and I'd like to apologize D- to that guy as well. D and D's cool now. Uh, I, statistically speaking, we've both made enough podcast audio that is on enough services that at some point someone is definitely boned down to a podcast that we've made. That just like mathematically has to be uh, true, right? Isn't that grim to think about? 
I think the only Not way that that's... I yeah, I think what's happened there is that they've put on their fuck playlist and they've accidentally put an episode yeah. into that playlist it's and it's skipped or yeah yeah that, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying someone's done it on purpose i just mean statistically it probably has happened <laughs> but if you have done it on purpose very specifically <laughs> you, purpose, you need to dm us let us know yeah at black we, we want to know yeah um Okay, so my homie here is tossing and turning. Uh, they say it's been a quirk of mine my whole life, and it can be very distressing to the people I live with. I imagine it's distressing to people you don't live with, as like your neighbors. Um, yeah, can't imagine. Can't imagine why. Does anyone have uh, any, any suggestions as to how I can minimize my impact on my housemates? Imagine the first night you move in together. It's three a.m. And you're a rug, you're snug, you're snug as a bug. You're having a dream about playing Dungeons and Dragons with your buddies, right? You're snug as a bug in a rug. And then from the other room, you just hear a blood curdling screech from Carl's direction. And you get and you rush in and Carl's just there fucking dead asleep. Just. Just crashed out. Yeah. Just talking to himself like that. I would be like, is my housemate possessed? Straight up puffing Z's and screaming. Yeah. Like, is there a demon in you? Is, I guess, my question. Um, I like... Should we be concerned about it? But I also like that they didn't even go for, look, how do I make it stop? They said, look, I've got it. It's happening. I scream when I sleep. they've accepted it. Shut up and let's move on, okay? Now, how do I minimize the impact for my roommates? I think this is the type of question where um, they're looking for, like, some crafty DIY... um, sort of solutions right they're talking about you know leaning some mattresses on the walls um they're talking about building sort of an uh, an audio recording booth around your bed you know with acoustic like this type of question where they're looking for like i'm gonna need to go to a uh, creative um, solutions yeah i'm gonna need to go to a hardware store and probably like invest in some physical items here they're not trying to solve it internally um my two immediate thoughts are yeah what do you got one, there's there's sort of like a, a big puffball thing that you can get that goes around your microphone to try and so you don't have to do soundproofing in your room and it tries to just yeah. deaden all the sound in there. Maybe you could craft a head sized version of one of those so that oh. you just you just sort of pop in like a little helmet and you've got the sound deadening foam around it. I'm starting to think that that's probably not great for breathing. So we're gonna go with option two, which is before you go to sleep. Could you try watching a whole bunch of horror movies and try and get the screams out so that that way they're not trapped in you for when you go to sleep? That's sort of like, um, okay, no, I, I like that approach. That's like where um, before a big event or something, if you're really nervous, you like you might rehearse it to pretend to get nervous in the rehearsal so that when you do it, like you're not nervous, but you're thinking right. like you want to kind of get the get all the get all the demons out before you go to sleep. Exactly. Yeah. I am concerned about the period from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. every night where your housemates are trying to eat dinner yeah. and all they're hearing from your room is like, ah, like kind of on a semi on like sort of ah, a pretty regular basis. That's um, a good point. Are you really sort like of just you've you've just shifted the problem you're shifting to, the screen. And, and that's, yeah. you know, that's that's that time of night, James. That's where you might want to be sitting on the couch, with, you know, curled up on someone you like, you know, watching a film, having a drink, listening to your, late, your, your favorite fuck podcast together. Yeah, favorite fuck fuck podcast. You might want to record your own fuck podcast. Um, 
you might want to be on a, a live stream every Thursday night, 6 or 7 p.m. AEST, Black Swan, uh, Twitch.tv slash Black Swan Society. You've got options as to what you could be doing on a sort of yeah. weeknight. Um, but I personally think that if... Actually, I don't know if I, I was going to... I don't know if it's what's more, someone more likely to call the cops at 3 a.m. if they hear someone screeching yeah. or like 6.30 p.m. I think 3 a.m. probably. 3 a.m., 100%. Like if, yeah, because that's like that's the witching hour, as we all know. 6 p.m. is sort of that can be, you know, a couple of ne'er-do-wells up to no good. You know what I mean? That's ne'er-do-well it hour. The, it could be the, the hanky-panky screams. Yeah, it could be posy yeah. screams. They could be negative screams. You know, you don't know. It's hard yeah. to tell. you got to investigate. We're not sure. Yeah. A 3 a.m. scream is almost always bad. It's never, it's never like, I don't think it can be, unless it's still a posy scream and you know, that's a little it's, late. Or yeah, early. it's not, it's never someone up at 3 a.m. getting blazed up out of their brain. They've decided to put, you know, pop on a batch of cookies and they're fucking burnt them and they're screaming yeah. once they've seen. They're in frustration. Yeah. yeah. Could you, um, and I, this might be controversial as a solution, um, one of the things that they tell you about, like, you know, audio design and, like, hey, set up a room and things like that, which I still haven't done, I'm looking at my acoustic panels right now, is the direction in which the audio goes is where you want to diffuse it and then you want to stop the echoes. Is Could you sort of, um, wherever your pillows are, like, you know, if, if you're sort of lying with your head like this, could you just sort of line up a series of panels directly above you um and that would sort of set up and then maybe like have some below you and that would set up like an infinite loop where the sound is just kind of you know the scream is sort of echoing echoing until it's gone right i don't know a lot about you know the science of audio but that seems like that could work that's really good yeah and the benefit there is that um uh it occupies all of that roof space so you know that the guy the guy can't write in uv you know sort of paint on the roof i'm under your bed you know, these, right. you know, very sort of idle hand style. So, and that's it not going to spook you awake. That's a benefit. The negative is you can't put up a poster of Josh Brolin, um, or one of the Jonas Brothers. So that's also that you kind of you. Yeah. it's a trade off. Um, Mine was sort of a '90s reference there. So maybe, maybe we could swap out that poster for sort of like a Chad Michael Murray. I, well, you know, I guess. like a CMM. And you were sort making of fun of me for Dungeons and Dragons. Jesus. Yeah, for sure. Let's just swap it out. Yeah. Cool. Wow, a lot of uh, people are gonna know who that is. Yeah, a lot of okay, Yikes. a lot of very negative. So, what demographic are you trying to appeal to exactly? I'm sort of getting because you very specifically before said that you were appealing to 30 year olds who play tabletop games, and if they're 30, they're absolutely gonna know the movie Idle Hands. You're just agreeing with me that I was right the first time. I was. I was being no, flippant because what you I'm were doing suggesting is, that my I'm comment finding was inconsistencies. To how- I'm finding inconsistencies in your argument. And I'm pointing, no, and I'm my, pointing them so, out. Is that's all I'm doing? So my argument was that I think that's probably a demographic. And then what I said just then about like that not appealing to young people—that's how you sounded to me. It was a joke about the thing that you said. I wasn't you're suggesting being, you're being really anti-trill right now, okay? And I just—I don't get what the anti-trill energy is that's coming from you, but it's whacked, it's not dude. Anti-trill, it's fully it's like, cap. You've fully like got your cap energy right now, is what it is, okay? It's actually so, triple chill. It's triple trill where you, you're so untrill that you trill again, and then that's, like, cool because it's ironic. Definitely. Um, I want to die. It. Now, my other uh, suggestion is that a scream can only travel so far. So okay. can, can you take sort of kind of like a, you know, like the CPAP mask that goes around your face, put one of them yeah. on, and you attach a tube to it, 
and then that tube sort oh, of like a it's long a, a long sort of tube. So you scream and it goes into and it, it just... and then it dissipates over the distance of the tube. By the time it comes out the end, it's really more of a you know yeah. yeah i like that actually and you could probably like find a building where like they have those old pneumatic tubes in them that used to move the mail around and stuff yeah get into that Definitely. Uh, actually that might just mean that your scream is in the walls all night that could be that could cause a different issue wow but yeah, we start a band there, called Scre- the scream is in the walls <laughs> yeah i think we have to legally yeah that's very good oh but your scream is trapped in the walls. I don't know why I like that so much. That's very good. It's just it's got a it's it's got a nice it's got it's very tactile. Yeah, um, it has a, it's a real sort of texture to it, which I like. Yeah, I yeah, it's, yeah, it's got a lot of texture. Yeah, well solved. Um, I solved mean, that I, one. I think we solved that with from multiple different angles. Um, can't no, nothing further to help you with this. You're so, welcome, so you're and our welcome. invoice will be in the mail. Um, yeah, and it is pretty hefty. Um. Uh, James, our feature question of the week, uh, which I have entitled My Jobs Unhinged Mandatory Feelings Chart. Um, following in the vein of my absolute delight and pleasure in just experiencing someone else's bizarre workplace and the decisions that people make under the the kind of um, the impending weight of the end of late stage capitalism and just seeing the stuff people do, um, which is very exciting to me. I love watching weird bosses do weird shit. Um, someone on TikTok again, your favorite platform. Which, by the oh, way, you definitely said that you were going to start book talking, and you did say that you were going to do that while you're on holidays. And I have noticed that you're now back at work, and you haven't started book talking. And so, sort of, sort just to sum up, sort of that section. Ah, uh, what the fuck? Can't question mark. What happened was I messaged my marketing guy, and I was like, I want to get on TikTok to do book marketing TikTok. Um, and First of all, I'm like, fully okay. offended that you have a marketing guy that isn't me, because I well, do I, marketing. I'll, so, so this is so so. so you're cheating on me, I, yeah? And what else? And what else is new? It's not exclusive. We're just feeling it out. It's not exclusive yet. Okay, we're just seeing what's up. If I, I, I'll tell you now. <laughs> if I, if you two pieces of shit start a podcast together. And it can, and if it's advice related or fuck related, I'm gonna be so pissed. No, he just he just is a guy that I've worked with before in marketing. Who I sometimes I'm like, I need help with like he helps he helps me write ads for the books and stuff like that because you're always too busy to help. Um, that's not true, but it felt good to say. Um, no, wow. And then, and then so like, and it, and, he, and you've lied about me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It, I'm constructing a narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah you've besmirched Uh, my good character and i'm sorry but no 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 digi dana or what do you what do you call her you called her uh uh kilobyte karen kilobyte karen is gonna protect you from the fucking raining hellfire of a lawsuit that i bring down upon you for besmirching my good character and for not making me your marketing guy continue it's not that you're not my it's just that i know a guy that's in marketing that i sometimes ask for marketing advice it's not What's like his i name? have a marketing guy sam if it's also james okay thank god sam that's my boy sammy um uh look here's the thing let's move on how about that you got okay that yeah. all right i guess yeah. uh i guess i'll drop it and i'll call off the lawyer 
Look, you can you can employ the lawyer off microphone. I'm not against chasing this up offline and litigating and settling privately. Okay, like oh, Zuckerberg, okay. I'm not against settling privately. Remember okay. the social network? You saw how that ended, where you sort of. Spoil no spoilers. I didn't finish it yet. Nah. I'm halfway through. Yeah, well, it's based on real life, so you can't spoil it. Uh, this feature question, James. Um, uh, let me let me let me hit you with let me hit you with the context, and then I'll ask you the question at the end. Um, I work in an office of a large company. The work my team does is often stressful, so sometimes staff morale suffers. The manager of my team has created a feelings chart that has giant emojis representing various levels of being happy, stressed, and angry. Hell yeah. <laughs> there are stickers of all of our names that were meant to put next to the emoji representing how we're feeling about work at the start and end of the day. Oh, dude, this is my favorite uh, pre- uh, preschool slash kindy classroom. Wait, you said right? office environment, dog? For grown-ups, yeah. Um, and at the start and end of the day. Um, this is what's great. <laughs> if, which, by how the you way, coming in? How you feeling premise. coming in? How you feeling going out? How you feeling going out? Yeah. Um, if participation were fully voluntary, I'd consider it peculiar but largely harmless. However, it's compulsory and participation is sometimes enforced. One day recently, they stalled starting a staff meeting until everyone's stickers were placed. Damn. Guys, God, again, sorry, is this a classroom? Guys, can everyone eyes up front, uh, please? We, eyes up front, please, we, everyone. I, I'd love to start the sales uh, weekly um, uh, call about new business. I'd love to start that conversation about new business. Um, but I have noticed, and I don't want to name names, but uh, Frank and Cameron, um, I've actually looked at the feeling shot, and I've noticed that your stickers aren't up there. So before we discuss the multi-million dollar deals in our pipeline, I'd like you to go over to the wall and put your uh, put your name stickers on the giant emoji chart to tell us how you're feeling right now. Because I noticed that you haven't done that before we talk about, again, the multi-million dollar deals we're trying to close. If you just want to go ahead and do that, we'll wait. No, no, we'll wait. This this isn't an expensive meeting at all. It's the entire sales team. Probably an hour of our time is worth like I don't know, maybe like two hundred grand. But we'll, we'll wait, guys. So, it's, um, guys, it's guys not guys. That. It's not so. my lunch break that we're eating into. Okay, all right, everyone. Oh my god, it's not my lunch break. Is. All right, guys. It's, so it's, you know, it's like we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait for silence. Um, yeah, you know, and then it, and then someone coughs and it's like no, the teacher like puts her hand on her head. On the board. You know how like yeah. different teachers have their different little maneuvers that they use. It's like yeah, hand, yeah. hands on head kind of thing. And she waits, you know, he or she, they wait to see how long it takes everyone to notice and then stop being, uh, to start being quiet. Guys, yeah. it's your lunch break. All right. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not fussed about it really, but. Um, my, favorite, my favorite one is when they go, uh, it's not my lunch break. It's yours. Uh, got my sandwich and I've uh, got my iced coffee right here. I don't need to go anywhere in a hurry. It's your lunch break. And it was, they're always way too specific where you're like, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Which, Hold by the bluff. way, that's it is their lunch break. This is I was talking to my mom about this because she was a teacher for a long time. And she's like, it is my lunch break, and I'm wasting it sitting here disciplining you fucking idiots. Like, but she's like, I can spend another like because you're an adult, you can spend another four minutes, like you can mark another page of the paper you're already marking at the end of the class. Like it's it's nothing to you. But for a kid, where you're like, you have to sit in silence for three minutes, that's like torture for some kids. I and wonder I if like this is the business equivalent. It will, is the strategy there to sort of um, Lord of the Flies style, see if they'll turn on each other and force each other to start putting stickers on the board? 
Well, here's the thing, James. Perhaps the managers have good intentions with it, but I find it unsettling. Duh. Um, and this is what I like. I'm, I'm usually selective about who I discuss my feelings with. Yeah, because it's a job and it's none of their business. Yeah. More importantly, in a team of our size, we almost certainly have at least a few people dealing with mental health challenges or difficult personal circumstances. When I was struggling through work while suffering from depression, if my manager had forced me to frequently state my feelings, it would have made me even more miserable. I also worry about how responses could be used against us, perhaps by using the presence of positive responses to silence people who believe the job is too stressful or difficult. Yeah. Because, like, if if they're like, you need to put yourself on the board and you're like, I guess I have to put positive because they're pressuring me into it. And you have like a shit two weeks of work and they go, well, you know, you can obviously handle that load of work permanently, Karen. Um, and quietly you're like, I was fucking miserable. I was working like 10 hour days. Like, yeah, but you, you were under the smiley face part of the chart. So there'd be a very, like hack it. there'd be a very consistent pattern to where my sticker gets placed. It would be the most unhappy face in the morning. And the biggest smile at the end of the day is I'm fucking jetting out of there. I don't think mine would move. I I think what would happen is it would be the most neutral that there is, right? The most neutral, whatever, like the whatever the face is without the mouth, like no expression, right? And then if I have a client call, it's a sad face. And then days where I don't have a client call, it stays the same. And that would just be me forever at work. So there's yeah, it's yeah. That's my range of expression and emotional work. So DMAC, um, DMAC is never sort of, he's never bringing the posy vibes at work. Is that sort of? Absolutely not. Okay. That's absolutely not my job. My, my, job is, my job is to be, uh, is to be like an interlocutor between really complicated pieces of business and tech and try and like bridge this divide. And so like positivity gets nobody anywhere in my kind of role. Like positivity is something, if I'm too positive, it can have negative impacts for the business long term. Like I have to be really careful about like, I'm excited about that idea um, is a really dangerous thing for me to do. So I just kind of cruise in the kind of the kind of new I'm much like a Klingon warbird. I'm in the neutral zone, James. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's and to, just yeah. just to sort of um, give my sort of gut reaction to that. Yeah. That sounds like a nightmare to work with. Yeah, it's not. It's if not you give great... me nothing back. I. Oh uh, yeah, I'm in hell. I'm in hell. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm not impersonable. Like I, it, like I, I'm talking. Sorry, I was internally. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, what I've done is I've sort of um I've scripted all this out, and I'm really excited about sort of like where we're taking this whole thing, and you know I'm really loving sort of like uh the layout of it. I think like the cult, like the brand colors and the imagery and stuff is really good, and I'm really excited about this. What do you think, Dmac? Yeah, it's good. Okay. Why well, sort of? Do you have Because sorry, I'm just going to slide my sticker over to the sad column because I have been working on this for months, and I would really sort of love to get sort of a positive sort of um, some positive Look, feedback from you here. If it's if it's if it's not work related to what I'm doing, I'm very positive about it. If it's specifically stuff that's like my team, like it just doesn't. It's, I'm still sliding. Get, it, I'm still sliding the sticker to the saddest part. We can't, we, we can't get into it. I just need you to um, say something nice about the thing that I've been working on for months or anything. I like, just... I like, I like the amount of time that you've worked, put, put into this. I quit. <laughs> I quit. 
you uh, like how much time they've put into it, you are sick, mate. <laughs> you are sick. It's also really passive-aggressive, too, because it's like, do you, are you suggesting that I could have spent less time to get the same outcome? Yeah, it Awful. works at a lot of, lot of, lot of levels. Um, right. James, have, have you heard of things like this being, being done before? Should I play along um, or push back? If I push back, how do I go about framing that? Um, what I would do is when they, f- is, is, is when, they f- when they prompt you to do it, so like in the scenarios where they prompt you to do it, just put it to the most sad it could be every time. Yes. Just, yes. Because they'll stop asking you after a while. Like that's just, that has to be the maneuver. Um, or could you get, like, could you add your own emoji sticker of some description that really throws them off? Like, could you manipulate the chart in some way? Um, you know, change the rules of the game kind of thing. Is that an option? Right. Sort of add, yeah. like, a... Uh... Well, I was going to say sort of like a pitchfork or something, sort of like, and you sort of, and maybe a little, um, what's it called? Like not a lantern, but like the stick one. Yeah, you know, people, they got like a stick and they put it on fire. Uh, the people with the fire sticks. You know what I mean? They got a torch? That's the one. I knew, I knew some fucking D&D person would pop up at some point and tell me what that was. Fire stick is a way better yeah. name. Um, yeah, and then you the sort fire of fire sticks and yeah. pitchforks. Yeah, yeah. So, and you're yeah, visually yeah. trying to communicate to them that I'm starting to onboard people into the torch and pitchfork section. And once we have reached enough people, we will obviously, uh, sort of Frankenstein style, be coming after you. Um, obviously. Yeah. Could you, um, could you some, because, so here, here's my issue with this whole scenario. I mean, obviously it's fucked, it's, it's cooked, the goose is cooked. Um, we should be very yeah. You shouldn't work here. Um, but I think there's a fun way that you could like, because presumably they're doing this for a reason, which is like they want to um manipulate their employees in some particular manner that they haven't quite thought through. Right? This is like classic late stage capitalism. What if you just sort of every time they prompt you to do it, just pick the exact opposite of what you're feeling? To really throw them off. So, like, if I'm having a really bad day, I go full positive. And they see me moping around my desk, sitting in silence, working, not really interacting. Yeah. And they're like, James seems really happy today. That's He said he was really happy, but he's acting weird. And then if you're, if you're like, having the, you know, you close the biggest deal of the company, you hit a million in, you know, sales revenue RR for the year, like, you're getting that big-time bonus. Sad face. And you're, you know shaking hands high-fiving you got the brewskis out you're laughing with your colleagues and you're just on the big sad end of the spectrum right you know? and that makes you loop. unpredictable yeah yeah i like yeah. that like and, and then yeah um or could you burn your sticker name or put it in the bin just take I mean, yourself off the board entirely that is um that is i guess one way but you know you don't want to fall into you know that could have safety implications you know what if we start using the sticker board to understand who's in the building who's in there that day and we check the sticker board when the fire alarm goes off that kind of stuff and then you get left in a cabinet and you die exactly yeah and you're like i didn't know because his sticker wasn't on the board because he wasn't on the board this is exactly the type of insane bullshit that um HR comes to the marketing department and pulls them in to the into an empty fucking 
room and they sit down with them and they say, hey, look, we're really trying to uh, come up with a new system for improving morale around here. And um, here's what I've got so far, just sort of wanting to get your guys' input and feedback on this. So uh, we've got sticker versions of everyone and a sadness meter. And hope what we're looking to do, the goal of this, um, is to get everyone on the happy side of the sadness meter. Um, and someone at some point while this was being conceived should have had the sack to say, what the living fuck are you like, doing? What are you talking about? You go, oh, Although- okay. Okay. And and sorry, have you guys considered um, fucking reality at all and how human beings would actually use this, how they would feel about it and how they would interact with it? Because I think that you've come up with the idea... And you've sort of just kept going with it and forgotten that at some point people need to interact with this. People have to use it. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, we, you know, it's it's a funny sort of thing thinking about this in like a physical format because one of the things that 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 our software does is like you know helps you measure employee well being and things like that. And one of the keys to it is like it has to be framed and delivered in such a way where they're, they're like, yeah, I feel I feel comfortable being like, yeah, you know, it was a shit week or whatever with no repercussions being in place. It's a really difficult thing to do. Um, the the notion that, and this this has to be one of those things, like a CEO at some point said to an HR team, uh, yeah, I want to know how they're going at all times, and I'm not going to check my fucking software, just do a thing on the wall. And then they were like, yeah, uh, boss, you know, I think that's a really great idea. Uh, we could grab, you know, we could find a way to do that that's like non-invasive and people, you know, private as well, so people don't feel like that. No, on the on the wall in the foyer, I want everyone to see it is when they come in and when they leave every day, um, every day. And they went, well, I don't know. That's I've, I'm telling you to do it, and you need to go and do it. Look, this I know feels, this is the most like unhinged CEO shit of all time. True. I know that we've gotten a little bit blue on this podcast, which we don't normally like to do. We're not normally okay. blue. We don't normally have David talking about his favorite fuck podcast. Okay. It's not what happens. But we sure. normally don't have that type of content. Well, we didn't have that today either. That's not what occurred. But James is gaslighting could you... me and you, the viewer. Right. Okay. With what he said there. So. Except that we all heard David bring the fuck podcast to the podcast. It's so. not my favorite fuck podcast. I don't have a favorite. Second fuck favorite. Podcast, it's your second I favorite. Say. I don't well, listen to fuck podcasts. Okay, sorry. That was it's that got lost in say. that got lost in translation. I thought you were bringing the, your favorite fuck podcast to, to the show. My apologies. No, I don't have a favorite fuck. I do have a favorite podcast, which is yep. the advisory, um, which okay. you can find in all of your podcast catches of choice. Because uh, I'm in it and I'm I'm in love with me and that's sort of the main reason. Um, I like hearing me. I like seeing me. Um, I like thinking about me. Um, it's really good for me when all that stuff. Happens. Um, so Black Swan um, will be announcing next week that David is starting a masturbation podcast because again of how much he sort of loves himself and he you heard him say you heard him say that he loves himself and he loves to hear himself james, so james i i bet someone i bet someone's made that i bet that exists oh let's not let's not confirm oh, if that nightmare exists but again no we one don't, no one touch your keyboard or your phone let's move on 
we don't like to get blue. David's made it very blue on this episode. I wish he hadn't, but that's where we are, okay? I didn't and, make it blue. And this, okay, he's holding a blue book in front of his face. Yeah. And, oh, Bit my God, now gone. he's holding up nudes of himself. Wow, you really need to tune into the video version. Um, I'm excited to see what clip that ends up being on TikTok. Oh, my God, now he's, like, touching one of his nips. Anyway... <laughs> David's made this episode very blue. I apologize. Now, to 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 stay in that headspace, that blue dirty bird headspace. We all hate the th- we blue hate blue headspace. Thank you very much. Please stop showing pictures of your dick. Now, it's <laughs> a lot of. I'd have to like. Save him, get him in, learn up in OBS. Look, there's a lot of, there's a lot of mechanisms. That's very funny. Sorry, he's trying, he's trying thing. to throw you off, guys, but they were Polaroids. They were Polaroids and he was putting them on his forehead. Physical media. Yeah. Um, they're going to outlive me. They're pressed if, to vinyl, okay? They're going to outlive all of us. What if, because, and again, we've established we all don't like this board and the boss wants it in a very uh, a visual space where everyone sees it every day. What if we start vandalizing it? What oh. if we start on everyone's stickers? We start putting dicks. We start putting boobs. We start mm. putting cartoon drawings of a poop. You know, all of that good, oh. good comedy gold stuff. The fun right? stuff. But that they're not going to want on display in a public space. True. So if I just keep ruining it, or putting things on there that they wouldn't want to display, eventually they're just going to say, guys, it's not worth it. Take the board down. What's the over and under on them being shameless enough to hang this and have people use it in the first place that that isn't a detractor? Like, you're running the risk of that happening and then going, all right, still use it, though. Damn, what if the boss loves it? Yeah, what if he secretly listens to all the fuck podcasts and he's like, yeah, tell me, are you an eggplant or a splash today like do you know what i mean oh god no it could get worse you might have opened oh, the doorway to no. like something even worse yeah yeah don't do that I think, don't do yeah, that I what we what just said what you've what you've done there is and this is not your fault you've flown too close to the sun with oh. the idea and it's backfired that happens it happens to every advice giver at some point in their career because my thought process my thought process yeah. was couldn't possibly get any worse it can always get worse, James. It can always get worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I look. I, I I think you're. This is a tricky situation. Um, I my advice would be, um, could, you know, perhaps perhaps uh, as you sort of sit down, and you think to yourself, you think to yourself, okay, I'm they're 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 about to start the sales meeting. I haven't done my thing. It's me and this other guy. Um, could you? And this is controversial. Um. Could you sort of stick... Because there's always one person at work who's always into the shit. There's always some Dorcas who's like, just whatever corporate wants, they always do it. It's every business has one. Could you sort of um, fuse your name tag to their name tag so as they do their dorky teacher's pet thing, you're just moving with them? Like, is there a way you can piggyback off someone else's, you know, engagement right. with this and not have to worry about it? First of all, I would um, like to say um, no shade to all of the Dorcases listening. Um, but that is, uh, 
I do like the idea of potentially pinning this on someone else yeah. and swiping it. This is very antitrust. This is very lots of other films, you know, where you swipe someone's card, you're bit bopping around under their fucking ID and you're, yeah. you're up to no good. It's very the born identity. I haven't seen it, but I assume that's what that's about. It's very true lies. It's very... House of Cards? I don't know what that's about either. Sorry, I ran... Really quick. I ran this whole scenario by um, AI, and I just sort of want to see I what... I thought you might have. ...what the computer yeah. says the solution here is. What did is it? What does it suggest? It is not uncommon for companies to implement employee engagement or well-being initiatives such as a feelings chart in an effort to improve staff morale and create a positive work environment. All right, mate, don't tow the company line here, you cunt. All right, I've come to you for a solution and all you're doing is fucking putting the boot deeper into my neck. However, it -hmm. is important to consider the potential consequences and impact on employees. All right, starting to come back on our side. I like it. Uh, In this case, it appears that the managers may have good intentions, but the mandatory nature of the chart and enforcement of participation may be detrimental to some employees, particularly those with mental health challenges or difficult personal circumstances. Let's just, before we move on, uh, may have good intentions? Yeah. Okay. Let's continue. Let's just, that's not how this works, but let's keep moving. It is understandable that you may find the chart unsettling and have concerns about how responses could be used against you or your colleagues. If you choose to push back, it may be helpful to frame your concerns in terms of the potential negative impact on employees' well-being and engagement, as well as the lack of trust in the management team. You could also suggest alternative ways to address employee morale and well-being that are more inclusive and voluntary. It is also important to know the company policies, and if there is any mechanism for employees to voice their concerns and feedback, it would be a good idea to use that channel. Um, and in the most That's AI something. fashion, you've given me a bucket full of piss. I can't do That's, anything with that. You know what that is? That's like if you email HR and you're like, I have a concern. That's what they write back to you. If you get the, if you get the, the one HR, or, you know, you get, you get the five out of seven HR advisors who are like, working for the business instead of for the employees that's what you get back this is that so what i'm taking away from that is there's a single way to address this problem every single time you're going to go up to it you're going to put your thing into sad and you're going to turn and announce it to everyone you're going to go up move the stick out turn to everyone and say i am sad this makes me sad yeah and then i think that's a solution you do that every single day and then hopefully they just take it away. Maybe you can pepper in a couple, uh, you know, every now and then sort of go up there and put it, maybe stick up to the sad part. I am sad. This has negative impacts on my mental health and long-term well-being. I am sad. And like that, you really state it publicly for really? everyone to know. Because I think that would work because at some point there's going to be some important clients in the office and they're yeah. going to overhear it. And management's going to be like... Karen, you said this thing, and you and you and, and they have no recourse because they demand that you do it. You're completely in the clear on this at all. Like you fucking, is, you kept you... me in on my lunch break because I didn't do it one time. So now I yeah. do it every day. But I also tell you how I'm feeling when I do it. I'm sad, and it's your fault. You're not going to keep me in my for my lunch again. It's not going to happen. There isn't. You can't make there's a me. name for this. 
There's a name for this type of behavior, which is malicious compliance. If you ever worked in engineering, malicious compliance is one of the greatest terms of all time where someone goes, um, we ask you to do this and you go, that's fucking stupid. I'm never going to do that. And you do it so specifically to what they've asked that it is a problem because it highlights the problem of what they've asked. This is like chef's kiss malicious compliance. That's what someone someone says. That's what I don't mean. know what you're doing all the time. What do you even do like with your job nine to five? Like we didn't really understand what you're doing. It's like usually a boss is like insecure because they don't know what to tell the higher ups. Then you just CC them on everything for like three months. And eventually they're oh. like, oh, I don't know if I need to know about yeah. everything. And eventually um, they'll come up to you at some point and they say, hey, can, hey, D-Mac, I have a chat with you real quick. Yeah. <laughs> if you CC me on another fucking email again. I'm going to rip my teeth out and I'm going to have to, I'm going to, you know that I've had a perfect record of happiness on the fucking sticker board. I'm going to have to start moving my sticker to sad because you really upset me and you're fucking me all the way off. Stop CCing me. You can't. And then at that yeah. point you go, oh, of course. Of course. I was just doing that because I thought, you Some know, problems, you would love that. Yeah. Sometimes the, sometimes the way to a solution is to do exactly what they've asked you and nothing else and nothing more just precisely what they've asked you to do um because a lot of the time they assume that you'll be a human being about it and you don't have nah. to be you can just be like i'm gonna do it exactly how you asked me because it's a fucking stupid thing to do and let me just show you how stupid that is by doing exactly how you fucking asked me and it's gonna drive you fucking mental and i think like i think 100 percent. i think <laughs> even if you just even if you were honest and you just did the feelings chart but every time you every time you did it, you announced it in a loud voice to the office. I think that'd honestly solve it. Just vocalize it every time. Yeah, yeah, hundred like, percent. Yeah, because I'd be like, "Hey, we should probably take that chart down." Because the last Friday, I was on that investor call, and they overheard. I was with, I was on the phone with Apple, the people that make the MacBooks, and you know what they overheard on the fucking Zoom call? They overheard James screaming into the office that he's sad because it's Friday. So. And they were and a little, then, was and a little then they, confusing for them. They did hear, and they sort of they had a, a lot of follow up questions about him screaming. Solid, you can't, you can't, keep, you can't keep me in on my lunch break. You've done it before. You won't do it again. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. Is what he kept and screaming. Then they, and then they heard someone say, "Mr. Jabini, please, uh, you know, it's I've got football practice." And he said, "We're well, going to have to explain that to Mrs. Carter." And that's one minute. Now we need to sit in silence. And they were very confused by that because yeah. we're an ASX listed business. And it sounded like that our team was in a high school classroom. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that was a bit confusing. And then they heard, someone, they heard someone scream, what do you mean I need a pass to go piss? You know, and they were very, they had yeah, very yeah, yeah, confused. Yeah. They had a lot of questions. It was very confusing because they were looking to invest in our product and just overhearing that. They got they were yeah. had a, they had a lot of follow ups and it really derailed um, our talk about the um, the curvature of the investment and sort of like I guess you know where the exponential funding of the venture capital is going to come from and how we're going to divest that into the existing stocks and they just got really distracted by like the stuff they ever heard and so maybe we should take the chart down maybe maybe the, maybe maybe do you guys think just sort of pop the chart down maybe mm. maybe because it seems to be becoming becoming an issue. Um, so this is this is not just my advice for this question. It's my advice for in general in business scenarios where there is some cooked shit someone's making you do. Malicious compliance works every time. Um, there you if, go. Because because they can't they can't be like because if they say do it and you're like it's fucking dumb and you just do it exactly to the letter, 
You done nothing wrong. Yeah, dude. What are you gonna get upset like, at me because I because I done what, what you asked? You gave me instruction. You gave me instruction. I did the instruction. You is that an issue? Sorry, I did it. Um, that was my entire life when I was in HR. That's why I left. It's like they were so like, oh, you need to do this, and I did it all to the fucking letter. And they eventually were like, okay, this is too much. To the point where then they hired me to rewrite the policy, which I thought was very entertaining. Not what I would have done, but very there is there is nothing better than someone hiring you to do a job. You do that job. You don't do it in the way that they want to. And you go, well, of course, we're not going to do it the way you want to, because the way you've been doing it doesn't fucking work. So that's why we've been doing it this new way to actually make it work. And then they go, hey, well, I want you to do it my way. And you go, fucking all right, can't we'll do it your way. And then you do it their way. And they go, hey, why isn't this working? And then you go, see, yeah. See. Like, why are there so many why are there so many complaints about the quality of our service that we're providing to the business and you're like gee i don't know um and let me tell you james that lesson for business is also true in the bedroom i've tied it all together i've tied it oh, all together okay I've, in a big in a big bow and really put... sorry just just to really round out this episode could you really sort of really uh get down to the brass tacks nuts and bolts of how those two things are related so the thing the thing about business is that it's an exchange of uh goods and services goods and services for for fiat currency uh and then sex is kind of like um you have like a relationship with someone and then yeah uh, you uh, uh and then you and then they like you and you like them uh and then you and then you sort of that happens and so they're kind of similar in the um there's more than one person involved and it's sort of like the you two multiple parties multiple parties coming together and seeing uh we have to end the show now because i've said that joke and it's very too funny people are gonna be laughing too hard at that punchline so because you said coming to be, together you said multiple parties coming together yeah um yeah so yeah, I'm yeah. I, I'm glad that you agree. Um well you kind of put me in a position where that seems inevitable. So Well, I'm sorry, um, but you you very specifically said and and that relates back to this and I was like, "Oh, you know, let's really package it up nice right. and neatly. Uh, you know, I know David and he really puts boy does that cunt know how to put a bow on on something right at the end. That, you know what I mean? That is true. Yeah. So um, I was like, "Oh, obviously, let's right. let's tie these two things together and David's going to do it so articulately." Uh, right. that we're going to get on out of here with a little bow present of yeah. um, Look, business fuck, you I, know? I, I, I get the impulse. Um, I think that, you know, something we always forget about, the the way that business, um, well, the way that specifically work forms a function in our life and the way that, like, intimacy and relationship forms a function in our life is that a lot of the time we we decide what the outcome is going to be. We're going to say, okay, we're going to take away this amount of money or my role here is this, this, that, or the fifth thing. In relationships as well, we create artificial constraints. We say, I have this role in the relationship. I function this way um, day to day. And then the exceptions are, okay, but when we're in the bedroom, it's this way, it's different. Um, we start to compartmentalize. And I think in the office and with work, you see something pretty similar where particularly with businesses that grow too quickly and they don't have anyone who's sort of in charge of this stuff and have a functioning HR department, what you can end up finding is that in the same way that in our personal lives, we tend to compartmentalize, lock things down, um, hold off being vulnerable for specific reasons, and then end up damaging the relationship, I think work goes the opposite direction, where we'll try and overreach, over-control, um, over-impact the way that people behave, 
Um, and it's sort of like you kind of have those two diametrically opposed functions, right? Where you have work overexerting itself on you, and then you have yourself overexerting yourself on someone else. And I think those two things run in parallel. And a lot of the time, um, if you can learn to be vulnerable and accept where you are, if as a person in a relationship, you'll find that it unlocks a lot of gates, gateways and doors, and like you're going to have more authentic, real relationships. And I think as a business, if you can start to treat your employees like people, right? That's why unionization is so important. Um, that's why divesting uh, shares of the business into people that you know, work in the business. That's why, um, you know, disseminating the means of production to the worker is so important. That's why like Marxism as an idea exists. Um, and they kind of function in, you know, diametrically opposed ways, but they have the same kind of general underlying thing, which is maybe like to summarize, treat people like people, whether they're like in your working environment, in your life. Um, it doesn't seem like rocket science, but it seems so difficult for so many people in so many contexts and environments, whether that be work, whether it be with your friends. Um, and it, it's, it's frustrating to me that it's very complicated and there's a lot of systems involved, but if you come at, if you come at it with the understanding of like, I'm talking to a person who has feelings and in an interior world, and I am a person with feelings and in an interior world, and you open yourself up to that experience, whether it's work, love, friendship, whatever it is, you're going to find yourself having a better quality of life. Even if it's just like talking to a fucking waiter in a restaurant. Right, realizing they are having a day that is different to your day. That they and are a, them, a complex individual. Yes. And that is a human being that you're interacting with. Yeah. The, we, I went for lunch with my mom today and they brought us the wrong burgers. And he was like, like we realized it as they brought them out. And we, and we were like, oh, what's the other one? He said this. And we went, it's fine. Like something we'll eat. We'll work it out. Like it's, you, you know, or we could have, it could have been a whole fucking ordeal. Um, but at a certain point, it's like you have to decide. When when am I choosing to treat this person as a person within the structures around them, like a business, right? Um, or like in a personal relationship or a friendship? And when am I just like treating like a fucking human being that has feelings? And it, I don't know. Like for for for, for me, I I think that the troubling part of this is uh, what we were talking about earlier with like the, the the sex positivity stuff, where as you said, it's like a good thing. Like we should be. 100%. comfortable as a society to talk about this stuff the problem is it's always not always sorry that's disingenuous it has the habit or it can it, it can end up backdooring stuff which which is like harmful harmful overall like the idea that you could listen to a sex positivity podcast and then accidentally ingest and on board um anti-scientific ideas about certain things Right. Um, I'm trying to say it without getting flagged. Yeah. The idea that those two things are kind of intrinsically linked and we don't have good mechanisms to, to inoculate. We, we don't teach kids, and I'm saying we as like a general practice. We, we, we don't have ways to teach kids and teach kids as they grow up to become adults to inoculate themselves from the charlatans of the world who will find the way in, which might be sex positivity, and sell you fucking healing crystals or whatever. And same with the business where it's like yeah it's a good salary it's 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 a um great location it's work you want to do and then you find yourself working long hours you're burnt out or or you know in the example we had here like you know they're, they're making you fucking put your feelings on a chart yeah like we we don't have we don't we don't teach people good mechanisms to like identify um those bad parts of the systems and then like what do you do about it like we just it's the part of like end stage capitalism we haven't figured out um in a working environment, one of the things that helps is you don't need to figure it out yourself. That's why you unionize, because a bunch of people can look at it holistically and go, hmm, 
that seems bad, and we have the tools to identify why it's bad and collectively bargain for something better. Um, and I, I think a lot of the time in work specifically, um, unionization gets a bad rep because people think of it as this like anti-competitive, antitrust mechanism. But like its whole function is like to protect the worker. Right. And the worker is the person, right? Like unionization exists to protect the people and to stand up for human rights where necessarily a business can't because a business has to min-max the curve, right? They have to spend the minimum amount of money and make the most amount of money, generally. That's, like, how it works. Mm-hmm. And unions are, like, the buffer between that, where they stop people being exploited or they try and stop people being exploited. Um, and I guess I just think it's really interesting, like, this cottage industry of the self-help backdooring into, like, these other problematic things seems so interrelated to the way that media has painted, like, what work should be and how unions function within it. Um, they, they they seem bizarrely interlinked to me, like, conceptually. Um, it's just a really interesting, like, parallel there, um, where they kind of go in the opposite directions, but they get to the same outcome. It's like, people are people, and we should just and, remind uh, ourselves of that more. Absolutely. And really quick, I'd just like to point out to people that when David said that they brought out the wrong meal for him and his mum, and he said, no, that's fine. You know, we'll sort it out. We'll eat them. Um, actually, what he does like to do is he carries around with him sort of like a really small chart, a sort of like a happiness to sadness chart. And he pulls out a little, he puts it on the table and he pulls out a little David sticker. And he says to the, he says to the uh, person we're hitting the restaurant, it's a heinous. He says, oi, cunt. And then he holds up the board and then he puts the sticker in the sad part. And he goes, that's because you done it wrong. And then he eats the burger anyway. So it's pretty fucked up to watch. But, you know, that's his it's system. Like, it's like and double he's, gaslighting. Yeah. And David is a person. And, you know, we just need to accept him. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's sort that's of the takeaway. That's, yeah. my, that's my truth. Thank you so much for watching and listening to this week's episode of The Advisory. Uh, and, and just a real just really for, for dipping your toes into the, uh, the existential bucket that is uh, my thought process sometimes. Um, Welcome to David's mind. It's a um, cesspool in here and there are many ideas <laughs> swirling. Swirling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I also like that I took the bait of like, you, you can't tie this together. I can do anything, motherfucker. Um, look, Thank you for watching this episode of the advisory. Uh, we love doing this every week. We are live on twitch.tv slash black swan society every week, Thursday night, six to 7 PM. A E S T. Uh, if you can't catch that, you can catch the VODs on Twitch or you can catch the VODs on youtube.com slash at black swan society. That's where you can catch all of our content where we post the video. Um, you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at B L K swan society. Following us in those social Nailed medias, it. engaging, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've been practicing in the mirror for three weeks. Uh, that's what I was doing on the Nude. break. We didn't, take a, we didn't take a week off. <laughs> David does nude squats in front of the mirror, and he says to himself, B-L-K, Swan Society. I've seen the video. It's pretty fucked up. What you're not imagining for the listener at home is I'm not just squatting. I've got it's a weighted squat. Um, and he has one of those... Uh, he's got one of those... Like ice masks on. Yeah, I'm wearing the Patrick Bateman the ice Patrick mask. The Patrick Bateman um, ice mask. Yeah. Um, for following us on social media and telling other people about the show really helps. 
um, us out. It helps people that you think might enjoy the show find the show. Um, one of the best ways to to help people find the show that you think might enjoy it is to tell them directly. Um, tell a friend, hey, I think you'll think it's funny, or hey, this is a you know uh, an interesting episode. Whatever the reason is, um, we appreciate you sharing it with your friends um, and your peers and your colleagues. Um, otherwise, if you want to ask us something or you have some feedback, but only positive feedback, you can email us blackswansociety.mail at gmail.com. That's blackswansociety.mail at gmail.com. You can send us advice questions, positive feedback, and those are the only two things we accept. Um, otherwise, if you're consuming this on a podcast catcher, whether it be Spotify, um, iTunes podcast, wherever you catch your pods, uh, giving us a rating or a review really does help us out. And if you give us a five-star review that's kind of funny, I might read it out at the end of the show. Um, we really do appreciate it. It helps us do the algorithm thing. Okay, it's all, all new media is about algorithms and reviews. And giving us a genuine review, um, if you do enjoy the show, is a great way uh, to help us out, to help more people find us. Because we think what we do is really fun and interesting, and we love doing it, and we'd love to find more people that enjoy the kinds of things that we make. Thank you once again for listening to this episode. We appreciate the heck out of it. Sorry for getting so blue so early. But you know what? Sometimes that's how we do we got to get blue. Um, James, say something and then I'll... I know, give, dude. Give, I hey, love that so much. See, yeah. There's it, two things to add to that. Yeah. One, your Fight Club-esque task of the week is to find one person on the street and scream, Oi, can't w- watch the advisory to them. Yep. Um, that's yep. your task. Uh, do with that what you will. And the mm-hmm. second one being when David was talking about getting blue... Sometimes that's how the cookie crumble, and sometimes that's how the dong swang. And we have been the advisory. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and we'll catch you. Same bad channel, same bad time next week. Goodbye. Thank you for your service. Goodbye. I'm moving from this episode, I'm moving my sticker to the happy side of the chart. I'm moving mine to the aubergine side of the chart. Oh, 2023 gang, he getting randy.